So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today we are here with some beautiful angel stories from Mary Allison. Mary Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I love your show. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited to hear that. So I know that you have this beautiful angel story about your uncle. I want to have you kind of take it away and dive into that. Yes. Okay. I would love to. So this story is super special to me. It's something that changed my life. It's so deep and goes so rooted to my beliefs and who I am. And I swear this person and I have become closer after he passed away. Okay. So I'll start off. Um, okay. His name is uncle Charlie. So he's actually my God, uh, my godfather. And he was that person in everybody's life who everybody loved Charles. His name's Charlie, you know, Charles would be like everybody. Oh my God. Charles is calling. He knows it's my birthday. Like everybody would, he just automatically knew everything about you that was personal. And so he was able, he just was that person that would just show up for events, not even in his area. He just, he was the type that always the stories of when he would be a kid were just always outrageous, but it was always like to make everybody laugh. And so he was like that good old boy that everybody liked and he flew helicopters. And so Uncle Charlie would fly. He worked for the National Guard, Air National Guard, and he was the guy that would fly and find the marijuana fields and then like kind of report back on suspicious activity and stuff like that. But his big thing was he just loved the freedom of being in his helicopter. He would land on random people's properties and talk about how he always had his Snickers bar <laughs> and he would like take his fishing pole and go on these backfields and land and just go fishing. And in the middle of his work, like he just loved nature. He was just one of those, like, he would sit down with me as a kid and start talking history, like way before my brain even fathomed the idea of anything. So he just gave you space that like nobody else could fill. Like he just would give you like all of him when you were with him. So when I was little, I went to my mom and I, I suspected something was going to happen in the future with uncle Charlie. And I, this had been a big change for me because I had always suspected that I'd known if somebody in the future was going to die tragically. And it was really hard because it is kind of like a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I try not to tap into it and sometimes it just happens. And so I went to my mom and I knew that uncle Charlie was going to die. And I, but I thought as a child, it was going to be in the army or in a war. Like I didn't know. So I remember going to my mom and asking her about it and she just kind of brushed it off. You know, we didn't, whatever. He just flew helicopters. He had fun. And so fast forward, 
I was at camp and Uncle Charlie's helicopter went down over Knoxville. It turns out he went back to check on his troops and a tornado ripped his props off of his uh, the helicopter. It wasn't even like there was no hope. And a helicopter crash, for the most part, usually you don't survive because it's just like a big ball, I mean, falling out of the air. And so we packed everything up. It was so traumatic because I remember years prior asking mom about Uncle Charlie. I said, I know that he's, something's going to happen. So it just validated something in me that I just didn't want to have validated. So we went, we did drive to Knoxville. It took three days. They did find his body. Obviously he wasn't alive. And since then though, I had had this connection with him as a guardian angel or like a best. I mean, it was the, it was, it was like a guardian angel mixed with like a best friend mixed with like, I don't want to say like a, like a brother spouse. I mean like a soulmate. So we were driving down the interstate coming down here um, on the Gulf coast. And I remember feeling some presence around me and I just ta- I just accepted it instead of trying to fight it. And for some reason, I looked at the light on the interstate, you know, like the big lights on the interstates and I asked it to turn off. I don't have a clue why. I just said, I want that one to turn off. And it turned off on 65, that random one out of the thousands going down the interstate at that moment turned off. I tried so hard not to have a freak out come apart in the back of the car because clearly like that doesn't make any sense. And I was probably like 11, which was a couple of years after Uncle Charlie died. But for some reason, I was having the feeling of him being around and the feeling that I needed to tell this random light pole to turn off, which makes no sense, especially when I'm like back there, like on my little <laughs> Game Boy. So um, freaked out. I was like literally laid down in the seat, couldn't breathe, like oh my gosh, how did that even just happen? But I remembered that feeling. Like I knew the feeling of comfort, something with that. And so for the next couple years and throughout my, I guess really until now, I had always associated the light being turned off, a street light mostly, with something I needed to be aware of, whether it was good or bad or whatever. It was always a reminder of something. and And I always took it back to Uncle Charlie. Throughout the years, I realized like, I could have a connection with him that was greater than the one that we had in person, like there. He was always the person and his grave was a big place for me to go, especially when I needed to cry. Like during my teens, when I was just confused about life, I would go lay at his grave site and just talk to him and cry because I didn't have a safe place or feel safe crying anywhere else. So I would go to him. So fast forward, I fly out to California to get sober. I'll have 10 years sober October 6th of this year. And so I fly out to get sober and I'm in Costa Mesa, which is a little inland of Newport beach, but it is, it's very like black or white. It is, you're either sober or you're really not. I would walk to the gym every morning, but I had continued over the years to have the experience with the light posts. And I'd always known that that was either uncle Charlie or that was him trying to signal something to me. So it was just like ingrained in me that I needed to be aware when a street light went out for whatever reason. And so I was walking from my treatment center, which is funny because it was actually this gorgeous house from the 20s that was actually helicoptered in from Orange to Costa Mesa. It was gorgeous, woodwork and stuff. It was amazing. But put my hoodie on and I was listening to a song by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and it was called Helpless. And I was like, or hopeless or helpless. And I was like, I've never heard this one. This one's so draining. And I'm walking to the gym at 645 in the morning. The sun's about to come up. And all of a sudden the street light above my head goes off 
And I happened to look up as a man with a mask on jumped me in the street and missed me by inches. And I only recognized that he was hiding behind a truck with a mask on because the street light went out. I looked up knowing like intuitively that street light signals something. And I flung myself into the street, landed on my back. And he was equally as scared because he totally had me. There was no reason for me to see him. He just happened. I mean, I just happened to look up when that street light went off. But out of the whole street, it was the one that right when I walked under it, it went out. And he was terrified. I did this horrific scream like a, like a, literally like a bat out of hell. It was awful. Ran back to the treatment center and thank God didn't get stabbed. I, I'm assuming he was going to stab me, but he had been stalking me every day. I'd been going to the gym and that one day the light went out and it was just like, I knew it was uncle Charlie going, wake up, look up. Because just, I had known over the years that when that happens, I needed to be aware. And so I've always kind of brought it back to like, there are other, there are past loved ones and there are angels and there are, I always bring it back to God, but I feel that there's so much more in this life that protects us and is here for us, you know? And um, that was just one of the moments where I was thankful goodness, not a dead chick in the street with 60 days so far, <laughs> you know? And so I totally give all the credit back to that light going off on the interstate. It was like uncle Charlie going, this is the way I'm going to communicate with you. If you're willing to listen. And I was, I was fully yeah. willing to listen because it was way too much of a weird miracle right. at that moment that I had to listen to it. So does now, everybody listening have like the full body chills? <laughs> because I just have like, well, I know he's here and you know what he's been saying is, and this is hard. Okay. Like this actually gets very complex and I'm going to explain this. Friends, it's September, and I wanted to pause here for a moment to let you know that we're keeping enrollment open for the 12-week Healing Your Inner Child course, which started September 6th. This course is one of my deepest courses that I've led, and what it does is take you on this incredible journey of understanding yourself more deeply by understanding your ancestors and how their journey ties in with yours. You can sign up for this 12-week course at any time through my website, theangelmedium.com. Three more quick things. If you'd like to develop your spiritual gifts, you can join the upcoming class of my Angel Reiki School. If you'd like to book a session with me or one of the healers on my team who've gone through my Angel Reiki School and are now part of my online Angel Wellness Center, you can do so on my website. Lastly, the book will be coming out in November and it'll be up for pre-sale by September 9th this month on Amazon. It's called Angels and Awakening, just like this podcast. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. You know, when you're watching a movie and you can fast forward to a certain part or you can rewind to a certain part, 
life is different when we're in heaven and our existence is different when we're on the other side, because let's say, you know, Uncle Charlie on your spirit team, he can be like, okay, as a part of Mary Allison's spirit team, I get to fast forward. There's no time on the other side, right? So I get to fast forward. I get to see everything that's coming right? And what he actually said is that the symbol came in reverse, okay? So as he was looking through your life story and he saw this guy jumping out and it wasn't your time to go, right? So your spirit team is is wanting to step in. He looked around. He goes, Julie, look around this scene. There's nothing else where I can signal to her. There's just the light. And so he said it was fast forwarding, knowing that that was the only symbol. This is fascinating because I've never seen it brought through in this way that then he was able to go back in time and whisper that moment when you were a child and start from that point, showing you the symbols, which is very fascinating. This is very, very hard and very complex, though, for mothers who are listening who have lost children or, you know, people who have lost their spouses or or different folks who are very, very close to them. Because I hear all the time people say, you know, well, if we do have a spirit team, why didn't they protect so-and-so? Why did so-and-so go? And spirit always comes in with our life plan. And there are certain moments where we're supposed to It's in our life plan to go at that time. And there's certain moments where they do get to step in and protect our lives. And I feel so bad sometimes when we talk about this, because empathically, I take on just the energy of everybody who's listening, who's like, but but why didn't? And I think that we have to kind of give that up to God too, and have faith that we are all being watched over. Right. Right. And we can't see the bigger picture. Right. So I felt that way after Uncle Charlie died. I was like, what? So first of all, I felt more in acceptance than my dad. My dad was saying, Uncle Charlie's supposed to be here. He was supposed to have kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I kept going, I just don't think he was. Like, for some reason, his impact on me is is greater than it was when he was alive. And I'm grateful that I had that acceptance because he went back to check on people. Like it wasn't like he went back out of being dumb. Like he literally had troops on the ground. The tornado did not show up on the radar. Nobody came to warn him. It came out of the sky, ripped off of his props and left. And I can't argue that. And I feel that so often, especially as a parent, we want to say, but what if, but what if, but what if, but what if, and it's like, well, what if we just live in acceptance and trust that this person can still have an impact on us and other people that might be greater after their passing. And that's, that is, thank God I I had that acceptance because it was able, I was able to accept, save my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. That is an incredible story, Mary Allison. I know that you have some other stories that you want to share. I'm going to have you take those away. And I know that you have some more ghosty ones, but I'm going to have you kind of lean yeah. towards more of like the the angel, yes, yeah, spiritual ones. Okay, I'll try to keep it 
Yes. Okay. I do want to mention that my children have amazing psychic abilities. Both of my kids have different stories and I would love to touch on both of them. And you steer me in a direction that sounds, you know, so your listeners will understand. So Jetton is my six-year-old. I had always had an interest in children's past lives, which had opened me up to the idea that there's more in this world than what we see on the plane level. I'd always been an acceptance of both my children when they wanted to speak about anything that sounded a little out of this world. I just accepted it. It's not my role as a parent to negate anything they say because I could be wrong. I'm no different than they are. So we happened to move into a really not old house at all. There was nothing special about it, except for the fact that it was really oddly laid out. The owner was from another country and a bachelor-ish older man. He had been outed by his family. I think he was suffering with a lot of mental illness as he got older from what the neighbors have said. And he was a baker and he also loved to create and build old boats, like model boats. So he just loved his hobbies, but I don't think he had any friends from what I've learned um, and from what his family has said. They stopped talking to him a long time ago because I have a feeling he was pretty abusive and I I feel that it was more mental illness. Mm -hmm. So we moved to this house and I'd always just felt a spirit. I had just felt somebody there and I had felt that they didn't really want me there, but there wasn't anything I could do. I didn't have anywhere else to go. And so Jetton was at the age where every single morning he would wake up and start crying for no reason other than to wake up and cry, just wanting me in the bed. It was just this like, oh my gosh, Jetton's awake. Okay, let me go lay with him. It wasn't even, it was a phase of like, I'm ready for this phase to be over. I'm not, there's no reason for this. So one day Jetton started crying and I was about to get up and all of a sudden he stopped. And I was like, okay. And so I was listening and I was falling back asleep and he was having so much fun. And he was running around the house and talking to somebody. And I was like, who is this? What is he doing? And I'd always been an acceptance that there is definitely more out there, especially because of my experience with uncle Charlie. So I go in there and I'm half asleep and he says, mommy, 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 I'm playing with daddy in the walls. And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, no, no. Don't you hear? We're playing hide and seek. Daddy's in the walls. And I pick up the phone and I call my husband because he's a pilot. And I'm like, are you alive? Thinking like, great. Did he die? And literally Jetton's playing with him now and he's dead. <laughs> and so he's like, no, I'm fine. So Jetton's running from room to room going, don't you hear him? You see, he's in the ceiling now, mommy. He's in the ceiling. And he's telling me exactly what he's saying. And they're running and having fun. And Jetton's having a blast. And my heart, that was the only time that I was like, okay, now I'm a little scared because now this is my child. Fast forward. His name is Mario, but uh, my children call him Mario. And after learning about who he is as a person, he never liked, I don't think he ever cared for his own children. I don't think he had the option. I think they were all separated. He had somehow become this guardian over my son and went everywhere with him. So Jetton would be, would be like, Oh, I just wanted to let you know, Mr. Mario's in Puerto Rico right now. And I'm like, how, what, how do you even know this? And he was like, well, he's on a vacation and he just went to Puerto Rico. And then he would talk about how he would go visit his family up North. And he didn't know what his family actually was from up North, like Ohio. And Mr. Mario ended up being his guardian angel at the time and would go with him when he needed to go up to Tennessee. When we went on trips, or when Jetton was scared, he would always talk about how Mr. Mario was right there. And it turned out he ended up being this oddly older, just honestly, just guardian angel for my son during these weird times when 
I felt his presence as he did not want me in that house. He happened to die in the place where I slept every night. And he wasn't too happy about the other people being around. You could just, you, you know, when you enter a room and you're like, I don't think anybody wants me here. It was that feeling like, I think I'm going to turn around and leave. It was that feeling. But for some reason for Jetton at that time, he was in full acceptance of him and talked about how he would travel with him and go places with him. And I'm grateful for the ability to listen to what he was saying instead of trying to negate what he was saying, because what he was feeling was real, just like what I was feeling was real as a kid. And I feel that because I was in acceptance of what was, I was able to give him the gift of accepting what was going on for him because I didn't know that impact of that person at all in his life. And I still don't know. He could have given him a bigger impact than I would have known and been there to protect him in situations like I was in. 100%. That is so fascinating. You know, and I've got like a million different ways that I could go with this, but you said that you wanted to touch on your daughter's abilities too. Let's go with that first. Okay. So I believe that we all have had past lives Mm -hmm. and I hope that your listeners are open to that idea. And if they're not, like, it's really cool if you actually start looking up children's past life stories on the internet. So, which I totally believe in, by the way, like this is a hundred percent, like you can, can, no, there are stories out there about children who were like from a very early age, four or five talking about like that they had been here before. And then they would actually give their address, talk about Mm -hmm. what the house looked like. And people would go look up that address. And it's like the exact thing they could describe their lives of like, no, I was here. I was doing this. And this is my, was my job back then. And then they go back and look up that house owner. And this is exactly who it was. Right. So no, right. Th- this it's is a hundred percent. Yes. Right. Okay. Because yes. I feel that when I talk about it, I have fifty percent of people go, "That's complete BS." I can't believe that because of my religious upbringing, which unfortunately it's just very it's very surface. Or I have people and they go, "Oh my gosh, no, I can totally relate. This is why." And so, but people yeah. don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. So with with Piper. The second she was born, I was like, this is the oldest soul. She is looking at me like, who the heck do you think you are? Y'all are all nuts. Like it was just very, very, we almost had a separation because it was like, she she knew more than me. Yeah. So side note, I got pregnant while living in Tortola um, down in the Caribbean. And I had done some research and I had learned that a lot of the past lives and correct me if I'm wrong, are from around the area. So like within a hundred mile radius, they're finding a lot of the stories and it, it okay. can travel, but I what haven't I've heard read, that before, but that, okay. Yeah. yeah and I, I learned that from studying over, um, cause they do a lot of that study over in India. Okay. They're learning. It's from usually around a hundred mile radius from where you've passed away that your body goes to a different or your soul goes to a different body. So the second she was born, I said, this is an Island woman that had 10 kids. And she's looking at me like, who the heck do you think you are? Like, it was just very intense. So fast forward, I had never heard anything about Piper had never mentioned her past life or anything. She did talk about this, which I suspect is a spirit guide that just keeps her up at night. It's just somebody, it's something that always just it has strong presence around the same time and the same 
part of the night. Jutton talks about it too, the same person. That's the only thing she'd ever talked about. So one day she comes to me and goes, I just really miss my grandmother. And I was like, is she talking about my grandmother? Because my grandmother was there when I had her. I like her presence was there when I had her. She helped bring her to me. And I was like, I don't think she's talking about my grandmother. And she would just go, I just really miss my grandmother. And I miss my bedroom. And I'm like, because she has a bedroom with us, but she always sleeps with me. Like she's just a cuddle bug and sleeps with me. So I'm like, she doesn't even like her bedroom. Like she thinks it's fine, but there's never a connection to her bedroom. And then I go, well, tell me about your grandmother. And I want to know about your bedroom. And she goes, well, my mommy died and I lived with my grandmother. And my daddy, he was around, but it was me and my grandmother and I had my bedroom and I started trying to kind of show her pictures of, since I suspected it was, she might've been from down Island. I brought up a, come on Pinterest, typed in black woman, white woman. Like, I don't even know how to explain race or skin color to a child because they don't really see it. And so she pointed out this black woman with really long, gorgeous dreads that was her grandmother. And I tried to go in more depth about it, but I suspect that she just didn't really know her name or didn't have any, she's honestly the type that doesn't care. So she wouldn't even think to tell me the name, but she talks about her every day and how she loves me, but she misses her grandmother so much. And she'll start crying when we go to bed about how she misses her bedroom and her grandmother and her life back then. And she'll mention how, I believe that they choose us like souls. When they pass through, they choose their mom Yeah, and how she chose me. And she's really grateful that I'm her mom and she loves me as a mom. And the connection that she had with that grandmother, I feel was so, I feel that it was recent enough that it's just like their bond was so connected that she still continues to talk about her basically on like a daily, a daily level. Tell us again, how old is she? So Piper's just turned four. So okay. she t- started talking about her when she was three, like probably like. And this like is still going on, right? Oh yeah, she. Okay. She'll randomly have an idea and be like, "So me and my grandmother," and tell the story about her grandmother, and or, or she'll talk about how her daddy used to come over. I suspect they were. I don't want to say poor, but I think that the stability in the house was of that third generation, and since her mom died. She, and I kept thinking about, she was telling me I was dying and it would, because I was like confused and she was confused. And once I realized it was her mom from her past life had passed away that she, her dad was around, but he wasn't able to support her. So her grandmother raised her, but this is a continual conversation she has and she gets incredibly emotional. And I just always try to be there for her during these emotions. So have you you kind of explained a little bit of past lives to her? We talk about it. Yes. I'll talk. I'll just mention like, um, and here's why I say this is because what they keep showing me is for you to explain to her how the soul works. And here's the deal. Spirit will come in in a lot of sessions and say, you understand a lot And yet you're trying to explain it to her as a four-year-old because she is a four-year-old, but they, they'll say, you have to give her more, right? You have to talk to her more like she's older because she's remembering things from this past where she was older. So what they say is tell her more, 
right? And so what I want you to explain to her is how a soul is omnipresent, just like God is omnipresent, and that her grandmother is like explain past lives and tell her, you get to be here with me. And we all get to like, you get to have these new connections, but you don't have to lose those old connections that that grandmother is part of your spirit team. And you can talk to her at any time. You can feel her presence around you. She's sending you signs. And so kind of explaining that to her might kind of give her some peace. It's interesting because I don't see this grandmother presence as going away. Yeah. She talks about how sad she was when she died. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that we all there's, I don't believe that there's necessarily a bad spirit. I think the death was very traumatic for her though, because she does talk about well, my grandmother, when she died and then she turned into a bad spirit. And I'm like, I don't necessarily believe that. I just think it probably was very traumatic. Sure. It was probably a lot of anger or sadness. And so that's just what comes out. But we try, I try to talk to her. I'm like, no, I think she's still here. Yeah. I think she's still around and, and then she'll go on and play and then randomly bring it up either that night or that if there's something that she remembers So maybe make it positive. Like when she's around you, she's trying to communicate something to you. That might just be her love. She wants you to feel loved. She might be kind of just telling you she's here to support you and ask her to dive into her intuition to ask like what it is that's kind of coming up for her. Oh, Lisa, you're going to have to like keep in touch with us about this and like let us know how this unfolds. And I love it too, because I've known since my daughter was born the exact same thing that you said, like this is an older soul and you kind of like look into their eyes and you're like, how am I supposed to raise you? Because you know so much more than I do. Kids have this too. Like I've talked about her before, my daughter's best friend came over the first time in kindergarten and she comes with this huge book that I feel like is almost bigger than a dictionary. And she like comes out of her house, she gets in the car and I'm like, what you got there? You know? And she goes, Oh, this is a dream dictionary. Like this. Oh, I love that. um, When you have dreams, you can look up what the meaning of the dream was. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get why you guys are best friends. And that was the year that I started, I graduated from my energy healing program, started my own business. And I remember feeling really trepid and nervous about telling other moms, because again, we live in a very religious community. So this little girl's mom is at the kindergarten pickup line and I'm standing right next to her. And she's like, so what is it that you do? And I'm like, well, you know, my certification in this, and I'm going to be opening up my own practice. And she looks at me like with the widest eyes and she's like, when can I come over? Right. So as this evolves, like our families have been so close for so long, they moved away last year and came back to visit a little bit this summer. My kiddo had to have like orthodontics appointment. So here I am sitting with her friend in the waiting room. Can't go back because of COVID. And I'm like, you know, how do you like your new house? You know, how do you like Tennessee? What's going on? And she's like, well, 
the how um it's really great except for the people and i knew exactly oh, what yeah. she meant at that moment uh it was like the people passing by at your house and she goes yeah it's the shadows oh, that she sees yeah. people and she's seen it since she was a little girl and okay, she has yes. story after story after story after story and you know so spirit starts to bring in exactly what to tell her and how to talk to her about it, but kind of going back to things that we've said before on the podcast where you have free will, you can ask them to bring it about in a different way, or you can just kind of turn it off altogether if it's not comfortable, but we have to empower our kids because, you know, this next generation has to be older souls than we are. They have so much more to (laughs) deal with than our parents, us, and In a way, we have to be there to support them, of course, but in a way, we have to get out of their way and empower them with the tools that they need. And so teaching them, you know, as much as we can, you know, this is interesting because spirit keeps bringing this and like putting this on my heart. So friends, I'm sorry, I'm just going to go to this place. And I don't think it's a very like negative place, but I just, I have to go here. There was a story that came out a couple weeks ago. We're recording this August 29th, 2021. And there was a surfer in California. I thought that they were like packing up to go like on a camping trip. The dad put the two kids in the car, ended up taking them away from the mom. The mom was kind of standing outside, didn't know what was going on. And he took the kids and he murdered them. And this is such a sad story. And you're like, Julie, why are you going here? Because of the misinformation that's out in the spiritual community and just the conspiracy theories that are out there right now. And the fact that we're talking about empowering kids and empowering people with information, there's also a line that we can't cross. And when you really, the police started to dive into why did he do this? There is information out there that, you know, Adam and Eve really came from aliens who came down and had green skin and they were like lizards. And it's this crazy, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just this, does it really matter type of like, like, do we really have to go to this bonkers place. Right, right. Right. Because some people do take it and go a really different, he thought his kids were aliens, you know, a green that, lizard. Is that why he, is yeah, that why he did it? That's why he did it. And so I think that, you know, as a person who's out here, who's talking, who's allowing information to be <laughs> passed along, I think that I don't think, I know spirit has been bringing this through all along, like the conspiracy theories. I came in in March of 2020 and said, you know, spirit is saying this, 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 and this stay away from the conspiracy theories. It's not good for us as a collective. It's not good for us individually. And so that has to be something that we look at within ourselves and say, okay, there's a line here we can Mm -hmm. And, and I think that line for everybody might be a little bit different. I don't know why they were just like weighing this to like be on my heart, but I think that we have to take that into consideration too. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. I want to, if, if I, if I can, I want to yeah. share a good fun tool that parents yeah. can do with their kids to, to awaken their intuition together. And it's a game Ooh. and okay. And it's quick and it's fun. And I think your listeners would like, would, it, it's fun to play in the car. It's super easy, but it definitely goes along the lines with what you just said. I feel like parents need to have that deeper connection with their children because these days it's so easy to throw a screen in front of their face mm-hmm. or send them off to every sport they possibly can. And we don't have that inner connection with them. And we, in all, all, just like anybody, they just, everybody wants space. Everybody wants space to be heard and to be seen. Yes. And so when we're in the car, we play this game. It's called I am psychic. Mm. And so I play it with both my kids and we started doing it a couple of years ago and I must've read it. I had to have read it somewhere. I don't remember. I don't think I came up with it, but it's called I am psychic. And so what you do is, or I can speak from my, from my experience, what I do because I said, Jetton, do you want to go first? And he'll go, yeah. I say, okay, I want you to tell me what does your psychic outfit look like? And he'll tell me it's this cape or he's the trash man or, and he's wearing this green hat and he'll just elaborate on his psychic outfit. And so what I've learned is we have to awaken our imagination to easily allow like our guides and God and angels and everybody to communicate with us just because that's a totally different part of our brain that we tend to shut off. Yes. And so then I tell him mine, I'm always a, so I'm like, okay. And he'll go, what's your psychic outfit? And I'll say my psychic, I'm always short and I have a really big booty. It's giant. I don't know why I have witch shoes and I have pink hair that goes on top of my head. <laughs> that looks like a cupcake and cat eye glasses. <laughs> And I wish I could find somebody to draw this of me, but I can't, I've tried and the pictures don't do it justice. I'm like, that's not it, but that's my psychic outfit. And so then I say, okay, Jen, do you want to go first? He goes, yeah. And I said, okay, tell me what you see. And it's just as simple as that. I say, and I ask my guides, I say, okay, come through Jetton and show anything to Jetton or myself when it's my turn that is relevant for now or for the future. And I just leave it at that. And we either keep the music on or we don't. We're driving down the road in our psychic outfits. And it's really interesting. If you allow a child to sit in silence, stuff will come through that normally wouldn't because of the distractions. So one day he said, he said the two things and I always write them down. So when you're playing, I am psychic with kids, have a pen and paper and write it down. And he said, okay, Kiki's barn is going to catch on fire and there's going to be a lot of fire trucks. And I'm like, Kiki is his grandmother. And I'm like, okay, well, Kiki's building a house or no, he said Kiki's either the house or the barn's going to catch on fire. I'm like, well, there's not a house there. I can't relate to what he's talking about with the barn. There's nothing even there. Like she just has her horses there right now. And I was like, okay, jotted it down. And he kept saying, you're going to get hit by a car. And I was like, great. And he would. And so once I accepted what he was saying, I wrote down the fact that somehow Kiki is going to have fire trucks at her house. And somehow I'm going to get hit by a car I just wrote those down and I tried not to think about it because it was a little much. And so fast forward months later, I got a call from his aunt that said, you wouldn't believe what my mother did. She lit a burn pile at her barn and left the barn, left the property and the neighbors had to call the fire department and it almost burned her barn down. And that was four months later. And so I was like, oh, Oh my gosh, Jetton told me about this four months ago. How the heck did his little brain know? But it was like 
he was grounded up to where his guides could come through. And I allowed him the space for them to come through and for us to connect on it, that he was able to say exactly what happened. And that is exactly what happened. The fire trucks had to come. They had to put this fire out that almost burned down. I don't know if it was her barn or the building of her house. And it was just so fascinating that she had, they had connect, he had somehow connected that story in advance. Yeah. So then a couple months later, he had kept telling me I'm going to get hit by a car. And I'm like, God, geez, I just need to be careful. I feel like history is being serious. <laughs> so what actually happened was Kiki, his grandmother, I don't know why he had had this connection with her, was running and ended up on the hood of a car and got hit by a car. And I had told my sister, I said, oh my God, Kim just got hit by a car. Thankfully she's okay, but she ended up getting thrown onto the hood. Kate goes, Jetton told you that months ago. And he kept telling you it was you that was going to get hit by a car, but it was Kiki that was going to get hit by a car. And somehow it came through to where he knew months in advance that those two scenarios were going to happen. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So playing... It's fun to play the game with kids and stuff comes up for me. I know that there's some situations that have come up that I've been able to warn them about. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they did come true. But when you hear it from a child, it's just so you can, I feel like as an adult, we validate things with whatever we can validate. We can, we can discredit a miracle faster than anybody Mm -hmm. with children. They feel it, they hear it, they know what it, it's true, they move on. And so it was interesting that when he when we play I am psychic, it actually comes true. For the most part, everything I don't know if I like true. that though, Mary Allison. Okay. I, I don't know if I like that because I I don't believe in the I don't know that I like it because I don't believe in like I don't believe in the other side coming through with like negative messages. I don't think it was meant to be positive or negative I think it was meant to be I don't know if it was meant to be like a and warning. I think that that's like a weight on them too like because it can be heavy to like have those things right which is why I, I I turn that off within me right like there are some right. things that will come through and I'm not saying that it doesn't but I think that we would be a very, very heavy society. And like, I, I feel like if I had that on, I could constantly be like calling different friends or different family members and being like, well, spirit saying that this is going to happen. And then oh, it right. becomes like a chicken or egg scenario too, which like you didn't tell anybody about it. But if you told somebody about it, it's right. like, do they manifest it? Or like, did right. it really come to be right Mm -hmm. to usually those were the two biggest things that came through the other stuff is super funny lighthearted like I I started doing it as a way to awaken their intuition instead of yeah yeah I didn't mean for it to be a a, let's read the future it was and I'm not saying I know I awaken intuition yeah no yeah and so it was just interesting that but no that totally makes sense and yeah and it, it just ended up being situations where they did come through where it was like, oh my gosh, this is true. Like, Along I think with- I would like love to play this game with my daughter and her friend. I think I would just preface by like, let's all say a prayer. God, please yes. like surround us and help us develop our intuition, but right. only bring through like positive information. And right. and, I, and then I think like A++, like I would totally, right. totally do that. Yeah, no, I love so, that. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing. I think that we have to have some of these conversations though, because there's mm-hmm. no 
book out there, right? That's like, okay, here's how you walk through this. And I think that we're figuring it out as we go along. So we have to have these conversations in order to understand it better as a collective. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that you're bad or you're wrong or anything whatsoever. I think that maybe there's a way to like kind of develop it without them having to feel that heaviness. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Which totally was interesting. No, that totally resonates and makes sense. And it was just funny how it was just, it's interesting how they're so intuitive and much more intuitive than we think. Oh my God. And we know. know. And so, and and each child has different (laughs) gifts that they bring out, you know, I'm laughing laughing because we moved into a new neighborhood and we were at this, like, and some of the ladies, like I'm friends with a lot of the ladies from the neighborhood. And so we were at a, like, you know, just people were having people over in front of their lawn, like one Friday night and my daughter's playing with all the other kids and she runs over and she goes, mom, I know that you talk to angels, but you talk to dead people on the other side too. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so I kind of like take her aside and I'm like, yes. And I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you that myself, but like, That's here's so how funny. it works. <laughs> and, sh- and I go, are you scared? Like, are you scared that there's like going to be somebody in the house or anything? Cause there was a person who passed away in this house too before. And she's a very, very beautiful soul. I I just get the best energy from her. Like there's no bad energy in the house, but my daughter goes, no, I'm not scared at all. I love it. She's like, I love, it was almost as if this had pieced together because then she started talking about what she's been seeing and different things that have been happening. And it was almost like this was a missing piece for her. Yeah. That she needed to understand herself better because a lot of times you're right to your point earlier, they do choose us because there is like a psychic lineage that goes back. And to your point too, absolutely. I say this all the time. There is something that you have to wire, rewire within your brain to use it. So they Mm -hmm. come into it us because it's in our DNA and then they know that it's going to be encouraged and flourished but it was so funny because she was just like this makes so much sense and and I had like <laughs> she understood so much did more. somebody tell her is that why did um, somebody mention that how did she hear my, that like, very very sweet girlfriends because I have like I have my crystals all over my house I have angel paintings and angel wings yeah. all over the house and so the little girls have been coming over and so I think some of the parents have kind of explained it even oh. more so than I had ex- <laughs> I got the big like I almost peed my pants because I was like this is like the funniest thing that could have ever happened yeah I should have taken ownership and told her a long time ago um, it's like part of your daily life you don't even think to even why would you you would have mention that it was just like of course yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I didn't know when to tell her her like middle middle school so what had happened was one of the moms is just so cool she's so amazing and she was having a conversation with her daughter about it and her daughter goes I wonder if she can talk to animals on the other side because they had just Uh lost their animal and that's how it came up and so yeah yeah that is so funny (laughs) No, it is. It is interesting how there's different 
everybody's different and everybody I feel intuitively is different. And then it's just finding that and then embracing it. Yeah. And, and then you're right going with the always, cause I have, I'll have clients that are like, I don't want to read. I'm scared to have a reading. I don't know if I believe in it because I don't want to know something negative. And I'm like, we don't, we're not putting it out there to even get anything negative. That's no. not the point of this. And I don't even want to know these things. Right. Why would it make a difference? I, you know? And so it is interesting, but you're right to always open it up and say, I just want the highest good. I want something that's positive because knowing anything else and being open to something else, that's just me being controlling or that goes into the ego. Right. And I think that the way that I see this and spirit says like big picture wise is that this work is meant to help people step into their intuition more because could you imagine what this world would look like if everybody had their intuition activated and they were living (laughs) from oneness and living from their intuition instead of like that's where we come into a place of peace on earth it would be amazing amazing the whole world would be different but people shut down. I see it every day when they go to those sessions that are low vibrational or they're bringing right. in the negative information. So that's that's my only kind of, I don't know what's that word that they kind of use like qualm with it is that, yeah, we have to shift people in where they don't close down and they're open. Right. They have to stay open. So I love talking with you, Mary Allison. I'm so sorry. I'm like 30 minutes over on my next appointment, the next angel story that I I have to share for the podcast, but I'm so excited that you were on the show and thank you for allowing us to have like these conversations. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're an amazing soul. I'm so excited to get to keep in contact. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your podcast It is one. Your podcast helped me open up even more. So my intuition. So it's just, it's your, it's been a a huge blessing in my life. So I appreciate it. Yay. Yay. Okay. All my love to you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Beautiful souls, if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your people about it and share it on your social accounts. Friends, we're truly here to serve you. When I went through my spiritual awakening, there wasn't one book I could read or one place I could go to for all of the answers. I really had to piece them together myself. So what I did for you was create programs that I wish I had when I was awakening. For those who are seeking these same answers, I created a program called the Angel Membership with so many benefits. It walks you through 12 months of spiritual awakening with your angels and helps you to awaken fully yourself. You see, awakening isn't a one-and-done thing. There is a process to awakening, and this 12-month program walks you through it alongside your angels. In the angel membership, you also get access to a small group of peers to go through this experience with you. You get live access to me twice a month and so much more. For those who want to serve humanity by working as healers themselves, but don't know what their gifts are or where to start, I developed my Angel Reiki School, which opens you to all of your God-given spiritual gifts, teaches you how to use them, and how to start a business for yourself. Students who go through both my Angel Reiki School 
and angel membership program for at least one year are eligible to apply to be a healer in my online angel wellness center and work alongside me. Friends, I touch on all of this and teach you how to connect with your angels in my new book titled Angels and Awakening. Yep, just like this podcast, the book is available for pre-sale starting September 9th, 2021 on Amazon. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so, so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. When you leave a five-star positive review, I enter your name into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me or an Angel Reiki School student. This month's winner is in the show notes. Now, here is a mini Angel Reiki meditation and visualization with your angels to help you lift your vibration and keep it that way the rest of the day. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. see yourself surrounded by angels. I want you to feel their warm, radiant, loving presence. And I want you to see yourself. It's December 15th, 2021. I want you to see yourself looking healthy, feeling healthy, mind, body, and soul. I want you to go inward and feel that you're so proud of yourself and all that you've been through, all that you've done, all that you've accomplished in 2021. And you're enthusiastically looking forward to 2022. Friends, I want you to connect with God, universe, source, energy, and just take a moment to give thanks give thanks and gratitude for all of the blessings that have come your way and all of the blessings that you stand here right now in faith knowing that they're on their way to you. Friend, as I lead you in this, your angels want you to ask God, Universe Source, to show you what it wants for you in your life. See the big picture of what God, universe, source wants for you. I want you to pause and just allow the words, visions, feelings, or knowingness to come to you. And friend, when you connect with the other side, they will only give you positive loving messages. So just take that moment right now. What is it that God, universe, source wants for you in your life? Allow yourself to be open to it. Allow yourself to see it, hear it, feel it. Get a knowingness of it. source. What is the next step I should take? 
Again, pause and allow the words, visions, feeling, knowingness to come to you and remember they're only positive, loving messages. What is it that you see, hear, feel, or get a knowingness of when you ask, what is the next step I should take? I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and I want you to feel all the love that is surrounding you feel yourself lovingly surrounded by your angels friends they are guiding you directing you protecting you and they're giving you signs to validate to you that you're not walking this journey alone. Allow yourself to believe the signs that you see. Allow yourself to follow the callings of your heart responsibly with faith. And allow yourself to feel the loving presence of your angels and your loved ones as they guide you each and every day. Friends, I love you, they love you. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that are on their way to you right now.